This is Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, chosen for the job because my own name is a word game. <laughs> Let me introduce you to our Ask Me Another puzzle guys, John Chinesky. Hi, Ophira. Hey. Hi. Thank you. And Will Hines. Hello, Ophira. You'll be hearing more from them later on in the show as they'll be helping us out with a few games. And of course, the man, the band, the nerd icon, Jonathan Colton. Hello. Nerd icon, I like that. Yeah, you're a nerd icon. Yeah. Let's bring up first two contestants onto the stage. Here they come. They are coming right now. Let's welcome David Shore and Amber Smith. Hi, Amber. Hi. Welcome to Ask Me Another. I, I hear that you're a big traveler. I am. Where have you gone recently? Um, last place I went. Argentina was the last oh, place. Oh, nice. Yes. Uh, now, if you fly a lot, are you the kind of person that's all about first class? No. No. <laughs> I fly standby. What? So um, I don't get the luxury of first class. You fly standby exclusively? All the time. Really? Yes. That's kind of risky. It is a, uh, it's a bit of a strategy involved. <laughs> yes, it is risky. You're like a modern I... hobo. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Jump the train car and yeah, see where it takes yeah. David Shore, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very into trivia. Yes, I am. How into trivia are you? I actually run a uh, trivia bi-monthly oh. over here in this neighborhood in oh. Brooklyn. Oh, really? Nice. It's okay. very popular. And, uh, and so you thought you'd try your uh, skills try on, the, on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually That's... try someone else's question. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It's called stealing is what you're doing. No. <laughs> no, that's great. Okay, well, this is a music game that we're starting with called Who's That Girl? Who is that girl? Who is that girl Jonathan, indeed? who's the girl? I'll tell you who it is. Uh, and rather than explain this game, I'm just going to play the song, and you can, you'll figure out what's going on pretty quickly, I think. All right? Andrew... You don't have to put on the red light Those days are over You don't have to sell your body to the night <laughs> Good job, David. You don't have to answer that. We're it's not just even the playing. example. That's just the example. I, I oh, admire gotcha. your... Yes. But you already probably picked out what this game is about. Oh, David, it's David about, is honest. Yeah, yeah. it's about... Uh, these are questions about male prostitutes. So... No, that song is Roxanne, of That's course, right. but you made it into Andrew. Right, so what I'm going to be doing is playing some famous songs with women's names in the title, but I'm going to replace the women's name with a man's name. So, contestants, you will have to ring in and tell us what the original title of the song is. And you can ring in when you know the answer, but let Jonathan will continue playing the end of the song because he's very expensive, so we have to get all the singing and dancing out of him as we can. And then you'll, have, you'll answer after the song is finished. And then we are going to ask you a follow-up question, which either of you can ring in for, about whatever we feel like. So that's going to work out. And whichever one of you gets the most questions right, you'll move on to our final elimination round called Ask Me One More at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yes. yes. Excellent. Wake up. Little Herman, wake up The movie wasn't so hot It didn't have much of a plot You fell asleep, our goose cooked Our reputation shot Wake up, little Herman <laughs> I believe it's Susie Amber, yes
But the way he sings it, don't you want it to be Hermie? Like there's something adorable. It's great. All right. Olympic athlete Susie Chaffee became better known as Susie Chapstick when she appeared in television ads in the 70s for the popular lip balm. What sport did she compete in? David. Skiing. Skiing. Would you like to qualify what kind of skiing? Downhill. Is there any kind? You are correct. <laughs> Jerry's got a gun. Jerry's got a gun. This whole world's come undone. Staring straight at the sun. Janie? David? Janie's got a gun? Correct! A guy named Gary would never have a gun, no, would Gary's he? Gary's too no. nice to shoot anybody. He's so nice. One of the most famous Janes is novelist Jane Austen, who probably never carried a gun, but who knows? Which Jane Austen novel was the basis for the plot of the Alicia Silverstone movie Clueless? David. Emma? Emma is correct. I've asked that question. You've asked that question? Wow, who knew this would be the edge you would have? <laughs> It's finally paying off. Hands touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you, sweet Oliver. <laughs> Audience can't help themselves; they have to sing. Hard It not is... to sing that horn part. It's very hard. <laughs> I believe that was David. David. It's uh, Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline is correct. In 2007, Neil Diamond revealed that the picture of what famous American as a little girl was the inspiration for the Caroline of the song? David. Caroline Kennedy. Caroline Kennedy is once again correct. David, I like the fact that just before you hit the bell, you looked over at Amber thinking, how's she doing? You wanted to check in. You wanted to check in. <laughs> doing great. There's an unfair advantage going on over here. Amber, you've got loads of time. No, it, there is no advantage other than the fact that he runs a trivia night. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, this could be yours. Hey there, Tobias. What's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but dude, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. Times Square can't shine as bright as you. I swear it's true, Tobias. <laughs> I like, but dude, you look so pretty. Yeah, well. <laughs> Amber. Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> some liberties with the lyrics. <laughs> Tiffany's. Uh, Amber says Tiffany's, and that is correct. 
Breakfast at Doug's is like warm beer or something like that. (laughs) It's a place you should not go to eat breakfast. In the late 1980s, Tiffany Darwish became a successful pop singer known as Tiffany. Her biggest hit was a cover of a song originally performed by Tommy James and the Shondells. What was the name of the song? David. I think we're alone now. I think we're alone now is correct. David. Allison. Allison is correct. What actress named Allison played White House press secretary C.J. Craig on The West Wing? David. Jenny. Allison. Jenny is correct. Little ditty about Jack and Jonathan. Two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jake's gonna be a football star. Jonathan debutant backseat of Jackie's car. Thank you. Thank you very much. Diane. Diane, Jack and Diane. California Senator Dianne Feinstein was previously the mayor of what city, which in 2004 issued about 4,000 same-sex marriage licenses? Audiences, yeah. Contestants say, I don't know. David. San Francisco. San Francisco. (laughs) All right, David, you scored more points, so you are going to be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Another hand for Amber, fantastic contestant. All alone by the table of food in my wrinkled suit and my borrowed tie. Only thinking of something to say in the moment after the girl goes by. Everyone else is having fun or else pretending to I eat another crudity I quit, I'm done I don't think it's gonna work out okay It's no fair and it's no fun If every time it's gonna end the same way Me zero, big bad world one Colton. It's time to talk about our mystery guest. What is a mystery guest, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. It's a guest who is a mystery. These VIP contestants come on later on in the show. I get a chance to sit down with them and talk with them about their interesting lives, and then we give them an Ask Me Another Challenge, which is a trivia game that has been written with them in mind. So who is our mystery guest, Will? Well, I can't tell you yet, Ophira, but I'll give you a hint. Okay. Our mystery guest was born to a political family, and she's not afraid to speak her mind. She's gotten into public spats with such political heavyweights as Newt Gingrich, Tucker Carlson, and Ryan Seacrest. Ooh. Huge political heavyweights. Cool. 
Yeah. All right. She yeah. sounds very cool. She is. Can't wait to meet her. If you roll 20-sided dice to decide what you're going to wear in the morning, we want to hear from you. To be a contestant, look for us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another, or you can send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a quiz and find out if you are ready for the challenge. Coming up, we'll see if we can find any doctors in the house. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. to Ask Me Another NPR show for people who have multiple dictionaries, you know, just in case there's a word emergency. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our resident puzzle expert, John Chinesky. Hello. Hello, Ophira. Hi. I have six dictionaries. You have six? I guess I do. Oh, so just four more till the complete collection. Well, one more for every day of the week, yes. and then maybe one for every month. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I like the idea of one dictionary per month. All the different Webster's is December. Right, I got that. I got that. And I, too, I got the 10C. I got, I got all of them. Wow, I didn't even know what you're saying There's anymore. things. Yeah, There's okay. codes. <laughs> special puzzle guide dictionary codes. Yeah. <laughs> the codes for special puzzle guides. Wow, those are things I'll never need to know. No, no. Uh, let's welcome our next two contestants on Ask Me Another. We have Malia Jackson and Adam Okrasinski. Welcome, contestants. Hello. Hi. So, Malia, you co-write crossword puzzles? Yes, with my husband. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you guys get into fights and it's passive-aggressive through the crossword puzzles? You're like, check out the answer to B4. <laughs> Not so much. We have our different strengths and weaknesses. And Adam, you work in social media, which is great. I, I do. love that because that's sort of like being paid to just Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that you just agreed with that, by yeah. the way. And I'm told from a little research that you once lived, I found this fascinating, on a Navajo reservation. Is that true? In middle school. That, yeah, that's true. Where was this? Uh, well, my mom was a reporter for Core TV, and uh-huh. then Core TV got bought and changed into what it is now, which is like reruns of basketball games, true TV. Right. But uh, so she was looking for a job and found a job as a lawyer on the Navajo reservation. Did you learn the language? Uh, actually, oddly enough, one of my required courses in junior high school was Navajo language. Really? Yeah. Can you give us anything? Adam And that would basically be saying, like, my name is Adam Okrasinski, and I'm learning to speak Navajo. And then... Yeah, that's impressive. And then, generally, I would go on from there to uh, tell you about my clan history. Which, oh, yeah. for me, would be uh, explaining that all four of my clans are clan of white people. Ah, <laughs> oh, the clan of white people. All right, well, you might, that might come in handy with this game. Because this game is called Doctor Who. John, is this some sort of doctor, sci-fi, who television show that you love from the past? Unfortunately, no. I, I do want to be the next companion. Anybody else want to be the next companion? <laughs> A few other people. No, this game, uh, do you remember the TV, uh, you know the TV show Scrubs? Uh, on that show, the main character wrote a screenplay about a Dr. Acula, who was secretly a vampire. Of course, Dr. Acula is really Dracula. Yeah, you get it. In this game, we're looking for nicknames for doctors that are also other words. For example, if I said my doctor collects pens and also uh, the pigments used in pens, 
Her nickname might be Dr. what, Ophira? Uh, it's Dr. Ink. Dr. Ink, right. right. Which is also the word drink. Drink. Right. My doctor is a part-time bartender. Right. <laughs> as, as they should be. Of course. Yes. Malia, you look ready? Adam, all yeah. good? Yeah. You understand? Excellent. Take it away, John. Good. I know a doctor who uh, loves to go sailing, but he always sits in the back part of the boat. They don't call him Dr. Four. They call him... Malia? Dr. Aft. Dr. Aft. Very good. Yeah. Say again, and the, other, the whole word uh, is? The whole word is draft. Draft, yes. Nice, nice going. I would not want to see this doctor, who is quite clumsy and always dropping things. He got his nickname from what he often says when he does drop things. Dr. Malia? Dr. Oops. Dr. Oops. Very good. <laughs> and the whole word is? Is droops. Droops. Very nice. Ironically, this doctor is herself often quite sick. She doesn't feel very well, Dr. Adam? Uh, Dr. Ill. Dr. Ill, yes. And the whole word is? Uh, Drill. Drill is right. This doctor never rents anything. Cars, apartments, he insists on having the deed. Malia? Dr. Own. Dr. Own, yes. (laughs) And the, the whole word is? Drown. Drown, yeah. Very good. Wow. All right, let me see if I can give you guys a little something, a little something-something here. <laughs> this doctor has quite a successful sideline handcrafting leather goods like belts. Yes, Malia? Malia doesn't even need <laughs> that. Dr. All? Dr. All, right. <laughs> Drawl. And the whole word is? It's a crossword word. Drawl. Drawl. Yeah, she talks with a southern <laughs> accent. Yeah, she does. Very nice. Did you get a copy of our script beforehand, Malia? I didn't. I didn't. I'm really this caffeinated. This is what I get for competing against a crossword puzzle writer. I know. You're doing great. You're doing great. Adam's, Adam's, on, Adam's on the board. Adam's on the board. Here's our last one. This doctor is always getting mistaken for a rock star. He looks a lot like the lead guitarist for U2. Malia? Dr. Edge. Dr. Edge, yes. And the whole word is? Dredge. Dredge, like we do to the Gowanus Canal, yes. Wow, congratulations, Malia. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Adam, I don't know how to thank you enough. Great contestants. Well done, John. That was a very hard, hard word game. And a word game person just happened to win. I know. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. All right, John, you're up. Uh, Can you give our audience another clue as to who our mystery guest is? Oh, sure. Our guest's initials remind me of a candy that melts in your mouth, but she's an author and a blogger, not a rapper. Mm. Mm -hmm. Smarties. Smarties, yes. yes. All right, well, we get to find out very soon. So exciting. I guess I was skeptical when I first met Dr. Martin. He said we could build a baby out of DNA And although it was expensive, it was legal in the states where it wasn't banned It was Betty who suggested we cut out the parts of me that she can't stand We made an appointment and Betty went alone They worked out the details and then called me on the phone to say congratulations, Dad. Now things are getting better for Betty and me. We're making us a baby that's just like me, only better. Betty says he'll be taller. Betty says he'll be smarter. Betty says that our baby will be better than me. 
Jonathan Colton. All right, standing in front of me right now are our two new contestants. Let's welcome Debbie Chen and Greg Silberman. Oh, I like that. Very sportsmanlike. You shook beforehand. That is good. Very nice. Yes. Hi, Debbie. Welcome. Hi. Uh, I am told that recently you were teaching in Hong Kong. I was. Uh, kindergarten. English. I know. Adorable. They were really cute. I'm sure. Yeah. And you joined a dragon boat team while you were there? I did. I only had one year there, and it's something that I felt like you know, was interesting, and you could only really do there and have the full experience. So there are about 20 of us in a big boat, and you just try to be the first ones to the end, like most races. <laughs> <laughs> Follows the same race kind of idea. Yes. And how, how uh, far do you go in a dragon boat race? I don't remember, but it felt really far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like more than one second, right? <laughs> Definitely. And, and we were the last ones to the start line, so we didn't win. <laughs> oh, but it was a good experience. <laughs> and Greg, uh, I was told from a little bird that you knew your wife for, what, 17 days before you proposed to her? Yes. 17? Yep. I know. 17. That is, that is a man who knows what he wants. Uh, and you proposed to her where? I proposed to her in bed. It, whoa, okay, relax. Can you be less specific? Uh, studying for the patent bar? Yeah, kind of the buzzkill there. <laughs> studying for the bar? Patent bar, even better. Wow, okay. For some reason, I thought you were in Alcatraz. Oh, no, that was where, that was where we got our rabbi. We... Actually, not Alcatraz, San Quentin. We were married by the prison chaplain for okay. San Quentin. Greg, you are a puzzle, actually. We don't have to give you a puzzle, because yeah, you are one. It's all good. Um, you got, it, was it sort of like a metaphor, like, now we no, enter into jail together? No, just trying to find a rabbi to do a mixed marriage. Okay, and that's where you get one. Yeah, that's where you get one. Okay, fascinating. I'm, I'm utterly confused now. Yeah, I don't even... it was amazing. And, and how long, you, you're still married after... 16 seven, years. 16 years, all right. See, conventional, un unconventional, it always works. It yeah, always works. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You, you know, there's uh, the, apparently there's a lot of, uh, I don't do this because I'm an old person, I'm not married, but apparently a lot of people find love on the internet. Yes, they do. Online you, you have any experience dating. with the online dating? Uh, I did a little online dating, you know, when I moved to New York, couldn't uh, find anyone. But I, uh, I was on J-Date and, um, yeah, a couple woos, that's hilarious. Or actually, just one woo. Um... <laughs> And you have to title your profile. Like, you have to give yourself a tagline. And mine was... I didn't know what to put, because I was like, I'm in my 30s, you know, I've dated a lot. Um, so I just put, as is. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, online dating is difficult uh, for everyone, uh, including fictional horror movie monsters and villains. Uh, they are also using those services, so be careful when you're responding to ads. It might be a fictional monster or villain. Uh, that is actually the subject of our next game, which is called E-Horror Money. <laughs> E-Horror Money? E-Horror Money. <laughs> so, Afira, as an example, see if you can figure out who wrote this online personals ad. I'm not your average hunk, 250 feet tall and a giant tail to boot. But if you like long walks on the beach, fire breathing... And destroying most of downtown Tokyo, I'm all yours. 
I, that would be Godzilla, of course. Yes, sooner or later, everyone dates their father. Okay. <laughs> okay, so contestants, I'm going to read you some more fictional personal ads from scary movie characters. Ring in and tell us the movie that they're from. So we don't need the character, we just need the name of the movie. Whoever gets more right will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. Do you love animals, especially lots of them all at the same time? I'm looking to swoop in and peck you all over. Warning, my boss will make a brief appearance on our first date. Greg. The birds? That is correct. I am a busy writer, but all work and no play makes me a dull boy. I've already picked out our first date in isolated Colorado Mountain Hotel. Debbie. The Shining. That's correct. Yes. Persistent lunatic looking for love, and I will not be ignored. You're married. I can work with that for a while, but please, no pets, especially rabbits. Yes, Greg. Fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. It's lonely up here in this big house, technically, all by myself. Mama's boy in search of an iconic woman for ominous conversation and film genre establishment. <laughs> Let's take an unforgettable shower together. That was Debbie. Psycho. That's right. Psycho. Tired of the underground scene in the Nevada desert, ready to shake things up and burst out. I want to wrap myself tightly around you. Favorite food? Probably bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Greg, that was you. Tremors. Yes, it is. Your, your movie knowledge speaks to a wasted life, Greg. <laughs> what? Just saying. I'm only saying that because I'm threatened by how smart he seems. I know, he gets he dings in right for the first line. I I, but I feel like that's also, you know, maybe a strategy. It's interesting. You've both used it. <laughs> Me, disgraced former nurse and your biggest fan. You, successful writer looking to disappear for a while. Yes, Greg. Misery? Yes. Wow. Uh, Greg, you have won the game. Congratulations. You'll be moving on to our final Ask Me One More Round. Another hand for Debbie Chen, everybody. Okay, we're going to roll right along. Should we welcome our next two contestants? Let's do it. All right, let's welcome Brian Herrick and Sally Dankis. <laughs> Brian, you are a musician. Yes. What do you play? I play the trombone. Fantastic. It's a hard one. That's a hard instrument, I'm told. Yeah, sure. It's like one of the top two hard ones. Yes, it's not the easiest. Not the easiest. And where do you play? I play um, in the Brooklyn Wind Symphony. Oh, cool. Um, we're a community band based out of Brooklyn. You all should come watch us play. We had a concert last week. So, yeah. Excellent. And Sally Dankus, welcome. Thank you. Now, I've been informed that you just returned from a bruise cruise. Indeed, I did. What is a bruise cruise? Uh, well, it's a rock and roll adventure on a carnival cruise ship with a bunch of garage and kind of punk bands and maybe a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> um, it, it was pretty fantastic. Well, 
We have a game here, because I'm sort of done with monsters and horror movies. Right. So we have Will Hines. Let's welcome back Will Hines. Yes, hello, hello. And he is going to introduce a game we like to call J-Lo. Yes, that's right, Ophira. This game is inspired by Jennifer Lopez. You may know her better as Jenny from the Block. Uh, we're talking about famous people who could be correctly nicknamed J-Lo. For example, Jonathan. Yes? If I asked you, say, Jonathan, what J-Lo played the characters Hanukkah Harry and Tommy Flanagan, the pathological liar, when he was a cast member on SNL? What would you say? I would say, Will, I would say, hey, Will. Yeah? You're talking about John Lovitz, or as I like to call him, J-Lo. That's correct. <laughs> so, contestants, you get the picture. All the answers will be individuals with a first name that starts with the letter J, and the last name starting with the letters L-O. Ring in when you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to the Ask Me One More final round. This J-Lo wrote the classic 1903 novel, The Call of the Wild. Sally. Jack London. That's correct. <laughs> This actress, J-Lo, is a fixture on television, playing characters named Christine Campbell and Elaine Bennis. Sally. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That's correct. In boxing, this J-Lo was the world heavyweight champion. Sally. Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. Uh, next question. This philosopher, J-Lo, wrote of a person's right to life, liberty, and estate years before Thomas Jefferson tweaked that phrase in 1776. Brian. John Locke. Correct. <laughs> the Brian contingent comes charging forward from the crowd. Once romantically tied to Drew Barrymore, this J-Lo starred with Barrymore in the 2009 movie He's Just Not That Into You, Sally. Justin Long. Correct. Justin Long. All right, Sally, you are the winner of that round. You're going to move on to the Ask Me One More Final Sally. Round. One more hand for Brian. Okay, so the hits are in. It is time to reveal tonight's mystery guest. Let's reveal what we know about her. She's gotten in some verbal brawls with some political heavyweights, including Ryan Seacrest. And her name makes you think about candy. Hmm. She is the digital darling of the GOP set, Megan McCain. You're listening to NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg. And coming up, we'll see if Megan McCain can flex some trivia muscles in a round of Whose Tweet Is It Anyway? Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of mind games, trivia, and musical interludes. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is this week's mystery guest, self-described black sheep of the Republican Party, the one and only Megan McCain. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to Ask Thank Me Another. You. So, Megan, you were born in a family of politics, politicians, your grandfather, great-grandfather, admirals, your father, obviously, senator and presidential candidate nominee. Where do you fit in this mix? 
I don't know. No place. <laughs> I'm such, I am such a black sheep. I always call myself like the mutation in like the original Republican design. And as I get older, I thought they would accept me more. And it just gets like more and more. Everyone's like, yeah, she's sort of a Republican. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but you know, I follow you on Twitter. I follow you on Twitter. Yeah, yes. thanks. Uh, <laughs> love Twitter. <laughs> I mean, in addition to the fact that you have, uh, you know, thrown out some beauty stuff that I've been like, I'm totally buying that hat, getting that nail polish. <laughs> yeah. But I also, you know, you, you tweet about all kinds of stuff. And it, one that caught my eye is that you wrote, I will modernize the Republican Party if it kills me. Yeah, I did an interview with Playboy magazine, which got a lot of attention. Everyone's like, you don't take your life seriously. And I was like, I will talk to Satan himself if it will get a new audience looking at the Republican Party <laughs> in a different way. So I'm trying to modernize it, but I feel like I'm alone. Right. But you're going to get, I mean, you have a lot of attention because you're doing so many things. You do obviously blogging, tons of social media stuff. You're out there all the time and you have a new book. Yes. Which has an amazing name that I'm so thankful (laughs) I can say on air. I was like, can you say it on air? I am allowed to say it on air. It's called America, You Sexy Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the premise of the book. You go on a cross country tour with uh, comedian Michael Ian Black. Yeah, the great Michael Ian Black from the state. Yes, love him. Like, what is this book about? I was the guest on a pilot he did for E of a talk show that didn't get picked up. And I was on air, and I think he thought I was going to be kind of like submissive to him or something. And I was like giving it right back to him. I was like, who are you? What is this? (laughs) And he was on Twitter at like four in the morning and tweeted me, Do you want to write a book together? And I was like, Of course I want to write a book together. (laughs) And um, we came up with the idea of going on a road trip together all across America and we interviewed every kind of person you can imagine strippers Muslims extreme conservatives extreme liberals cannabis supporters like Ron Paul supporters everything in between and it was so much fun I love the um, list of strippers Muslims somehow that is very (laughs) funny to me That is very funny to me. And so what is sexy about this nation? America is the sexiest country in the world. Just because you can be anything you want here, you know? You can do anything you want. And I love America. And Michael sort of loved America. And now (laughs) I got him, like, I'm like, live free or die, Michael. Live free or die. And now he's more into it. But, you know, he's Mr. Hipster liberal. So he, like, celebrates quietly. Celebrates quietly. (laughs) That's the hipster way. Yeah. But it's funny because we didn't know each other, like, at all before we started. We, like, barely knew each other and after we signed the book deal because we sold it like really quickly and we went on the road and I was like I don't know you and I hope you're not a psycho weirdo and we actually we didn't get along and then we got in a big fight and now we're like super close friends so it's awesome that's that's usually how it goes that <laughs> yeah. is usually how it goes and so you're you're different sides of the spectrum too so you're conversing the whole time about all these yeah, and issues? explaining to my father, like, what the state is, which is the comedy show he yeah, was on. Yeah, He did not understand. I was like, it was like this comedy show from the 90s that has this cult following online. And David Wayne, who you still don't know who that is. And it, it was like impossible. My father still doesn't really know who Mike Liam Black is, like, at all. <laughs> but he was like, yay. Does, he, does your father follow you on Twitter? He is, yes, he does. But I wish he wouldn't sometimes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Does he ever call you up and, like, tone it down, Megan, take it down a notch? He used to get really upset over things. And and now, if he's upset about something, he won't call me for, like, a week. And then we won't talk about it. So, like, if I say something in an interview, I think he's just, like, I have no control of you and you're 27 and whatever. But his staff goes, like, really crazy. They get very upset. Do they write you uh, <laughs> strong-worded emails? They're just or? like, why can't you be more like Chelsea Clinton, please? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, because we already have one. Okay, so, obviously, you grew up in a <laughs> yeah. political family. Did you guys play games? 
We always played games. Really? Yeah. What, what, what kind of games? We used to play Monopoly and Jenga a lot. I remember a lot of Jenga and Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. I love Jenga, <laughs> by the way. I love Jenga. Monopoly for <laughs> me, because uh, I'm the youngest of a big family, so I would just get creamed all the time. <laughs> I, I used to play it alone. Have you played Monopoly alone? <laughs> it's a lonely game. My, <laughs> my brothers used to fight over who could be the battleship, like even at a young age. Like there's not enough military stuff in our family. They would like right. fight over who yeah. got to be the battleship. Who ended up being the shoe? That's really what it comes down to. The shoe sucked. I know. <laughs> the shoe I just wanted to be the hat. That's why I remember. I know the hat's very, it's very fashionable. So uh, and so, I you know I immediately when you sat down, of course I wanted to compliment your shoes. I wanted to compliment how you look. Thanks everyone. They're uh, Steve Madden. They were like sixty bucks. <laughs> but it, I love that you do that. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, you can buy them too with the thirty dollars. No, but well, shoes are so freaking expensive now. I went shoe shopping nine hundred dollars. Who can afford that? Like seriously. I think you. Wow. <laughs> oh, touche. Touche. But you know, I, I declined at the beginning of the interview being like, Megan, you look beautiful, but because I am so conscious of the fact that anytime a woman is described uh, in an interview or whatever, the first focus is on looks, right? It's all about looks, how do you look, what they're wearing, and I know that you've had to deal with that in all course of manner, especially with journalists and people on the news, but I love the fact that you've turned into something positive, really owned it, right? Thanks. You've like really made it a completely different playing field. Is that something you did consciously, or is that just who you are to begin with? Um... When I mean, I'm sure you're talking about all the weight stuff. The media is like obsessed with my weight fluctuations, which is the worst part about being a woman in the media. But I feel like if women would stop going to trainers and dieting themselves into oblivion and lying about it, like it would help everybody else. And yeah. I <laughs> just decide. I mean, I love people that work out. I know people in the media that, you know, not to knock other women because there is a lot of pressure um, that just work out six days a week for two hours and they're on super diets and whatever. And I just can't live like that. And I feel like I. I shouldn't have to diet to talk about politics. Absolutely so. not. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are. Exactly. And uh, if you own it, I mean, I just kind of took ownership of it, and I started, people would, like, ask me what size I am, and I just started telling them I'm a 10, and, like, literally people would just, like, it, like, empowered other women, so. That is the reason I do radio. <laughs> You're gorgeous. Like, the hottest uh, You have to ever. say that. <laughs> Megan, so here at Ask Me Another, we write games specifically for our mystery guests. So we have a feeling that we put together a pretty good game for you. Uh, it's, I'm very nervous. No, don't be nervous. It. Okay. Because <laughs> it's based on Twitter. Okay. And you're a good I love tweeter. Twitter. Big on social media, so I feel like this is totally up your alley. Okay. All right, so I have to ask you, Megan McCain, are you up for an Ask Me Another challenge? Yes, I am. All right. Of course. <laughs> Give her a hand, Megan McCain. So tonight, you are going to be playing for someone in the audience. So I'm going to bring up our contestant. It is Margaret Bortner. Where are you, Margaret? Come on up. Hi, Hello. Margaret, Megan, Megan, Margaret. Nice to meet you. Uh, Margaret, let's find out a little bit about you. You work for MTV. I do, yes. What is your favorite show on MTV? Um, well, my favorite show is probably Singled Out. But actually now Teen Wolf is on, and Teen Wolf is pretty cool. <laughs> Teen yeah. Wolf. And you're a karaoke nut? I like one particular song. What's your song? Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great song. Yes. 
Okay, Ice Ice Baby. Do you want to sing a couple moments of Ice Ice Baby? No, I would never do that to you. Oh, you want to do it? <laughs> yes, come on. Do it. Come on, Margaret. A little bit, a little bit. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. All right. I didn't mean to put you in the spot, but it totally paid off. Okay, so in the spirit of bipartisan puzzle politics, we're going to allow you to both reach across the aisle and play together. So depending on how things all work out, you guys will both get prizes. So it's very exciting. Megan, you have obviously really embraced social media as a way to get your message across, but as you know, Twitter can be a minefield of misinterpreted posts, feuds, and scandalous photos. So this game is about famous Twitterers and their tweets. Okay. So John Tineski, give him a hand. He is back. John Tineski. He will be helping bring these tweets to life. Are you ready? Okay, excellent. After making a very public verbal gaffe, this folksy politician tweeted, Refudiate, misunderestimate, (laughs) wee-weed up. English is a living language. Shakespeare liked to coin new words, too. Got to celebrate it. I know that one. I know that one. (laughs) All right, Megan. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. This often controversial rapper has over 7 million Twitter followers thanks to bizarre, hilarious tweets such as this. I specifically ordered Persian rugs with cherub imagery. What do I have to do to get a simple Persian rug with cherub imagery? (laughs) Kanye West. Kanye West is correct. (laughs) Yeah, I had to unfollow him. It was just too much. He tweets about fur pillows, and I was like, I think I'm done. (laughs) It's just all pillows and rugs. That's his entire life, pillows, duvets, and rugs. This banjo-playing funny man took time from jury duty to rattle off a few tweets. Defendant looks like a murderer. Guilty. Waiting for opening remarks. Steve Martin. Steve Martin is correct. He's a wild and crazy tweeter. In 2012, the silver-haired CNN anchor, hmm, who could it be, got pulled into a feud with a Sri Lankan rapper, MIA, over several tweets. He tweeted, MIA, you are mistaken. I never called you a terrorist. I don't even know who you are other than the the lady who sang at the Super Bowl. By the way, I defended your finger pointing at the Super Bowl, so check your facts. I have no idea what you're tweeting about. The Coop. The Coop. (laughs) Anderson Cooper. The Coop. I enjoy the Coop. And in possibly the most infamous tweet ever, after he claimed that his Twitter account was broken into, this person posted, TiVo shot, Facebook hacked. Is my blender going to attack me next? Anthony Weiner. Anthony (laughs) Weiner. That was my favorite scandal. It still is my favorite political scandal ever. He posted photos of his last name? Yes. We not, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the best part. All right. Guess what? You guys won. Yes. <laughs> Margaret. So, Margaret, let me tell you what you won. We were thinking long and hard, and we realized that you don't have a Twitter account. So we've created one for you. <laughs> It is at Ask Me Margaret, and everyone in the audience after the show has to immediately follow Margaret to make 
her prize, Come Alive. Ask me, Margaret. You also get limited edition, one of a kind. There's actually two of a kind, because you have two. <laughs> Ask me another Rubik's Cubes. There you go. Another hand for Margaret. And thank you so much, Megan McCain. You were amazing. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, this is what we've all been waiting for. It's the Ask Me One More final round. The final elimination round will determine this week's Ask Me Another champion. So let's bring back the winners from all of our previous rounds. From Who's That Girl? David Schur. From Doctor Who, Malia Jackson. E. Harmony. Greg Silverman. And JLo, Sally Dankus. Right, contestants, this is a game we call 50-50. Will Hines, take it away. Okay, Afira, I will. Uh, contestants, in this game, we're going to ask you a series of questions where you have to pick between two choices, like at Starbucks, which cup size is larger, a venti or a grande? And you would answer? A venti. The audience, fully caffeinated, answers <laughs> venti. So... That's how we do this, and we're going to play the spelling bee style, which means one answer wrong, and you're out, and you only have a few seconds. And if you're correct, you go back to the end of the line and wait your turn for another question until we have just one remaining. So question one. Hyundai or Hyundai, which automaker is based in Korea? Hyundai. Correct. Thank you, David. (laughs) Malia, the United States or China, which country has more time zones? United States. That's correct. U.S. has nine. China has one. Greg, full house of four of a kind. Which is the higher poker hand? Four of a kind. Correct. (laughs) Sally, Vietnam War or Korean War, which one came first? The Korean. Correct. (laughs) David, Pablo Picasso or Frida Kahlo, which artist was born in Spain? Pablo Picasso. That's right. Malia, Polish or Portuguese, which is one of the Romance languages? Portuguese. That's correct. Greg, Michael J. Fox or Tom Cruise, who's taller? Michael J. Fox. That is incorrect. I mean, in comedic stature. Sally, Doctor Who or Star Trek, which sci-fi series aired on television first? Star Trek. That is incorrect. It's, it's more shameful to get that one correct. <laughs> David, the Statue of Liberty or the Eiffel Tower, what's taller? Eiffel Tower. That's correct. <laughs> Malia, Deuteronomy or Proverbs, which book comes first in the Bible? Deuteronomy. That's right. David, Neptune or Uranus, which planet is further away from the sun? Neptune. That's right. (laughs) Malia, violet or red, which color has the longer wavelength? Red. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're like, no one will get that one. Uh, David, jalapeno pepper or cayenne pepper, which one is hotter as measured by the Scoville scale? Cayenne. That's right. (laughs) Malia. Microwave oven or Teflon, which was invented first? Microwave oven. That is incorrect. But uh, 
David has to get this right to win, so stay there. David, express mail or priority mail in the U.S., which costs more? Express mail. That is correct. Yes! Yeah! Congratulations, David Schur. You're our big winner. David Schur, the champion. And you get the grand prize. Some NPR swag. You get some buttons. You get a bag. There's a couple cards. There's a Rubik's Cube. David Schur, you are the winner. <laughs> Well, folks, that's it for Ask Me Another, but it does not have to end here. No, you can find us in a bunch of clues we didn't get to today on Facebook or Twitter. Just search around for NPR Ask Me Another. Ask Me Another puzzle czars have been John Chinesky. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. And Will Hines. Hells, I win. The man behind the music is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by David Levinson-Wilk. Invalid kind vowels. And Noah Tarno. Ara Wanton. Our supervising audio engineer is Paul Rueff. Us true pal. Our house sound engineer is David Hurtgen. Untrained diva. Ask me another recordings are edited by Saraya Muhammad. A madhouse army. And Carrie Thompson. Mrs. Typo Honker. With production help from Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. James Ramsey. Mama's Jersey. And Zach Mellert. Call me Hertz. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. GNU Ranch. Ask Me Another supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. Curium Zen. We'd like to thank the Bell House here in Brooklyn, New York. Hot Heel Blues. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.